Good evening, everybody. Welcome to our June 14th edition of our leadership call. Um, thanks for joining us. We are one week away from Summit, and we're all excited about that. I know uh, it's pretty hot out there from what I'm hearing, Puck. Mm. Here it's like over 100 degrees each day, so that'll be interesting. But uh, welcome, everybody. We have a call tonight. Um, we are going to be turning the uh, the mic over here to Jason in just a second, but before we do that, wanted to recognize ink advancements and or uh, celebratory um, news that we have for the last week. I know in my shop, I wanted to send a big congrats to Ron Bradley for officially completing the one star as of this morning, where he is an official one star diamond coach now, and he's uh, in two star qualifying as we speak, but congrats on the six weeks the first time, Ron. Thank you should be getting your nice one-star pin here. Uh, maybe they'll rush it really quick, so you may even have it before Summit. We'll see. Um, that's all the rank advancements I had from my particular view. Um, Ron and or Christy from Extreme Team and the UURD or any anybody else from my team have any rank advancements? I didn't have any um, other rank advancements in my organization. Christy, anything from ET? Hey guys, this is this is Shannon. Can I pop in? Yeah, pop in, Shannon. I think Christy's on mute. Okay, <laughs> yeah, she probably is. Um, yeah, I have uh, well, actually, under Tim, uh, which is under me, I have a new Emerald coach, um, Dr. Claudia Whitaker, and um, she's been very helpful to our team, giving her advice as a ER physician. So. She's on vacation in Myrtle Beach. I don't know if she's on or not, but I just wanted to send a congrats out to her. She's our new Emerald. Awesome. Well, Nancy, Number go eight. grab her. If she's in Myrtle Beach, Nancy can go grab her for you. Yeah. I, I forgot. They're both there. Hey, they're probably yeah. hanging out at the beach together and don't even know it. Well, if she's listening to you live, uh, congratulations, Claudia. And if she listens to the recording, again, congratulations. Anything else from, from your neck of the woods, Shannon? I think that's it. I'm trying to think if um, Christy may have had. Gosh, I can't, she might have a new emerald. Christy, are you there? Well, we had her earlier. I don't know. We lost her. Jason, what about you? Anything on your neck of the woods? Um, oddly enough, like I just looked at all four accounts and I don't see any there. So um, I'm sure we're missing downline folks. Um, I'd call on uh, Becky, Brichette, and Christy Delgado to see if they had any rank advancements. The only one I know of is uh, Maya officially went to a uh, seven-star today, so that's cool. Um, means a nice little pay increase and still working on eight and nine in the next four weeks. Yeah, Puck went into what, nine-star qualifying this morning? Well, this will be my uh, third week at nine-star qualifying. Third week, so you're halfway there. Yeah. Awesome, man. Congrats. Is there anybody else from Puck's team that has any news? Cool. Okay, I'm going to turn it over to you, Jason. Guys, don't hang up after. I want to talk a little bit about the Team Beachbody Cup. Um, you know, that's going to be rolling out here because we're not planning on having a call from Summit next week. So we, uh, I want to talk about the cup, the cup a little bit after Jason's um, speaker is done. So, Jason, I'm going to turn it over to you. 
Okay, awesome. Uh, we were looking for a topic for this week, and uh, a lot of folks here um, are doing well with Beachbody, at least, you know, getting some extra income that they haven't um, been seeing with just kind of like the normal nine-to-five jobs. So um, it would be one thing to do well for a little while um, and then spend all that money and then, like, just have nothing to show for it. Um, but if we are accumulating money, we should really focus on accumulating wealth. And I think everybody wants uh, financial independence or financial freedom, but I don't think anybody is uh, aware of, you know, the actual definition of it. So um, I went to another Tony Robbins class called Wealth Mastery, and and it takes a hard, critical look at some of the stuff. So um, it defines financial independence when you have achieved when you have um, when you have achieved through various investments, you're accumulated a critical mass of capital that invested in a secure environment at about 8% rate of return provides you with enough cash to live on exactly the same quality of life that you currently have today, you know, accounting for inflation. So that's kind of a big definition, but financial independence only comes when you have enough money invested that the income from that money is enough to sustain your standard current of living. So I think the first path, so really I think the first path down this road is to figure out what it takes for you to, um, how much money it takes for you to live. Um, The next step for financial independence is to save enough money, you know, whatever that amount is for you to live on, save enough of that money so that you feel comfortable. And if that's, I need to have one extra month of that amount in savings or, or two extra months or three or four or six, you know, whatever feels comfortable for you. For me, if I have about two months of um, my, you know, what I'm spending per month, I feel pretty safe because I know that I can go out and find another job and everything else. So that's enough for me. But other people would say, well, I need a year's savings in order to feel um, safe. Now, beyond that, then it is you have to start investing. So what I've learned through doing all of this um, work is that investment really is about having a financial plan and then just sticking to that plan. So one of the things that we've come up with here is uh, having a couple different buckets for your investment future. And, you know, the first one and probably the uh, one of the largest buckets that you should have is a security bucket. And this is stuff that's, you know, really secure. It's hard to lose any money on, but it just kind of keeps growing. It's not going to have the best rate of return, but it's not going to have the uh, least rate of return um, either. Just, you know, steady as it goes, kind of the, the tortoise wins the race here. The second bucket is one that you want for growth. Um, and it's kind of like a buy and hold. It's like if I thought Apple was going to be a great investment, um, I might buy that, but I, I'm planning on holding it for a long amount of time, and that might be a, an example of my um, growth bucket. And then your third bucket is kind of like your dream capital, or this is the one that you can kind of go out and, and do some securities exchange or um, just some more advanced type of investments. So, uh, you know, these are all new concepts to me, and, and as we generate more money with this, even even if the amount of money that you're saving is like only 100 bucks a month, 
you still want to stick to a plan like this and and build that money over time. Um, a couple of examples that they use at Tony Robbins was like a, a UPS driver that just kind of had a, a set plan like this, and he retired with something like $10 million that he donated to like his favorite college that he didn't even go to. So, you know, money like this invested over time uh, with compound interest can really um, add up to a large large lump sum. But as we're starting to make better money, we want to think about investing it and uh, going forward. So um, through doing the Tony Robbins stuff, I've, I've been fortunate enough to meet a lot of people. Uh, who we have today as a guest speaker is uh, Justin Reedman. I hope I'm saying your name. I'm sure I'm screwing up your last name a little bit. Um, who I've met, and his, uh, his specialty is in financial investing. Now, he's got, like, more degrees than, than I can remember. If, if you look at the end of his email, it's, like, two sentences long, all of his different degrees and certifications. So really good at what he does here. Um, just like I, I feel several of the coaches on this team are great coaches, you know. Um, he's great in his industry. So uh, he's become a coach now with us because he was interested in, uh, you know, the workouts and, and more specifically in the reset. So really excited that uh, Justin just finished up his reset about a month ago now. Uh, he lost 17 pounds himself and, you know, didn't really even look like he had that much weight to lose. And his girlfriend was even worse. She was, a, I believe, a, a, a Hurricanes cheerleader at one point, Miami Hurricanes cheerleader back a few years ago. So just already a really skin, uh, thin girl, you know, in great shape. And she lost eight pounds through the reset. So they've both become coaches now, and they're building a team, Justin's Emerald. Uh, so not only is he great with the financial world, but he's a coach now, and he's loving our products. So what I wanted to do here is bring Justin in, who's got some experience with this, and talk about these different buckets and uh, how we really should be uh, looking to uh, prepare our financial future. So without further ado, Justin, if you can uh, share some of your knowledge with us. Thanks for the introduction, Jason. Can, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I hear you great. Okay, great. I uh, really appreciate you having me on. That was a, that was a great and very thorough introduction. I, uh, I wanted to say congratulations to everybody for being on the call. I understand that everyone on the call tonight has to qualify to be, be a part of the group, so I just wanted to say congratulations to everybody. It's, uh, it's an awesome uh, achievement. Um, I've, uh, I've, I've had a phenomenal experience, too, with Beachbody and, and just wanted to, to put a plug in for that also. I, I really didn't know a whole lot about the organization, um, but thankfully through the Tony Robbins organization, Jason really helped me be exposed to this concept. And uh, from a health standpoint, I started with the, the reset. And like you said, I, I lost 17 pounds, which was well beyond the expectations that I had. My fiance lost, I think, eight pounds, lost a few inches. Um, we both did. And uh, I actually recently just increased some insurance and got uh, an exam uh, sent back to me, the results of a blood test. And I had the best cholesterol, blood pressure, glucose levels, all the things that they check. I had the best levels of that that I've had in, uh, in eight years. So I've, I've had phenomenal, phenomenal results from, from doing this. So if you can share that story with any of the people that you run into, that would be, you know, hopefully something that helps you out. Um, on top of that, you know, I have my energy levels, and I, I just feel like it's, it's revitalized the way that I, 
I I eat and and manage my my health overall. So just I'm, I'm I've been feeling amazing since then. I'm about two weeks ago when I when I finished it last. So just wanted to mention that. So thanks, Jason, for for hooking me up with that. Um, but my my goal tonight is just to spend a few uh, few minutes with you to. Uh, provide some value and some takeaways that you can use to improve and enhance your existing financial strategies that uh, that you're using. Uh, through this uh, Tony Robbins group of how Jason and I met, we have we have direct access to some of the most uh, advanced and some of the best financial minds in the world. Um, and with that exposure, we get some very interesting strategies uh, through the organization that I'm part of as well. Uh, for example, one of the uh, clients of our organization is uh, Bill and, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So uh, obviously a very well-known foundation that, that's managed, uh, but it, you don't need the, those kind of dollars to do this. Um, that's more for, for name recognition more than anything that I share that with you. Um, and the good news is, is you don't have to have a financial strategy in place. This can help you get moving in that direction regardless of where you are. So I think sometimes people get intimidated by the financial world and they want to uh, sometimes wait to start until they're ready. And I really encourage uh, everybody just to start wherever you can. Um, this is really applicable to anyone in any age group, in any financial situation. Uh, the strategies that we work with can help out someone that's literally just starting out to a young family, to people approaching retirement, or even people well into retirement. So there, there's really uh, no time like present to begin. Um, so just wanted to share that, that with you. So during the different uh, stages of our lives, we have, we have different needs and different wants. Uh, you know, when you're maybe young and getting started out, you might be focused on something different than if you had a, a few kids versus if you're coming up on retirement. But the one thing that Jason mentioned before that we really believe in is the, the bucket strategy. And you know, I think everyone wants to be financially secure, but many people just don't know how to get there. Uh, and, and one of the things that we do and that this can help you with is to create a, a roadmap for you to really take control of your financial future and start taking steps to create that uh, meaning of financial security, whatever that means to you. And I think part of this process is really just reflecting on your own goals and your objectives, your income, the lifestyle that you want to live, and really helping to define what that, what that means to you. Um, but during these, these different stages in, in life, we have different needs. But these buckets really hold true regardless of what stage of life that you're in. Uh, that security bucket to the growth bucket to that more dream bucket, um, those really can play a huge role in, in creating that financial security. So I, I want to focus on, on using this bucket strategy. And, and some of you may have heard of this, this strategy, some uh, maybe you haven't, but uh, we've been able to work with many people that have done this successfully over the years, and experience is one of those things that if we can learn from other people's mistakes, it can cut years off the learning curve to make sure that, that we're doing it right and as, uh, as efficiently as possible. 
So, you know, just to define these these buckets, the the growth bucket is is something that you know everyone seems to get excited about, wants to talk about the stock market or uh, maybe the fun type of investments that you hope will will do very well, um, but also have the potential for for loss. Uh, the security bucket is more safe money with guarantees potentially. Um, and then there's the dream bucket that we we in, encourage people to do so that you have something to to look forward to, to enjoy, to reward yourself, whether that's a, the dream car you've always wanted or the, the home or the vacations, however that, whatever that means to you is really what you want to want to think about. Uh, with with regard to the market, that seems to be what most people think about when it comes to investing, the stock market that is. And the market tends to uh, to be very interesting. I mean, it's been around a long time, uh, but on average, it tends to correct itself on average of every three years. And if you think about that going back, uh, if it averages every three years, that means every third year, you're having a down down year in the market. Now, over the last 10 years, we've had kind of an interesting track record here. Uh, many people have seen 401k values uh, go down. Uh, many people have seen the market not be very friendly. And frankly, over the last 10 years, the stock market hasn't done a whole lot of anything. And I think there's a lot of people out there that are looking for uh, an element of safety and security. Uh, to offset what the what the risk of the stock market uh, provides. Um, now, just because the stock market has been rough the last 10 years or so, uh, doesn't mean that we stop using it. It just means that it suggests that maybe we should have other elements to diversify. Uh, so, one area that we work is with new and creative ways to diversify this security bucket. Uh, and when you think about all these buckets, we really can't neglect any of them or we could be setting ourselves up for failure. For example, if everyone just focuses on investing in the, in the market, what happens if you retire in a year like 2008 or 2001 when the market crashed? If you had whatever you had built up may have been decreased in those years by 20, 30, 40% if everything was in the market. When you figure taxation on top of that, you can imagine the impact if you see a loss of, say, 30% in the market and then you have to pay 20, 30, 40% in taxes on top of that, there's severe shrinkage on the, on the value of those accounts. So what we're talking about tonight is how do, you, how do you start moving towards something that might have more stability, more security, predictability, and maybe even some tax advantages. And that this is one of the areas that uh, that we wanted to focus on tonight. So, um, what this is is this animal that we call the the market. It's it's very unpredictable. We never know what we're going to get. So, when we're looking for places to go, we're looking for safe and secure places to be. And there's accounts out there that do have guarantees in them. Uh, that they will grow. Um, the problem, though, with most accounts that are safe and secure is they are highly taxed, 
and they do not yield very much. So where you can go to, to diversify some of this is with certain companies out there that offer products that have tax advantages and earn a better than average rate of return when you're comparing it to, to safe money. Uh, one thing that uh, might be helpful to understand are the differences between stock companies and mutual companies. Um, this is an area that we spent a lot of time in, uh, especially through the Tony Robbins group going through. And uh, the difference between stock companies and mutual companies really is who owns the companies. Mutual companies are owned uh, by the clients, where a stock company is owned by the stockholder. So when profits, when these companies profit, they actually return the profits to uh, a stock company returns them to a stockholder where a mutual company returns them back to the client. So it's very important to identify the type of organization that is managing the funds. It will make a big difference in the long-term value and where your dollar is going. So that's one thing that, that is always important to, uh, to identify. Um, the other thing is, is taxation. If, if you think about where taxes are going, I think most would argue, you know, regardless of your potential uh, political uh, affiliation, that most people agree taxes are, are probably going up in the future. So when you think about that, it may not always make sense to use the traditional vehicles that most people think about for retirement, such as a 401k. Uh, 401ks, I, I think, can be good and they have their place. Uh, but the disadvantage to many of them is they're all in the market, so they're usually at risk. And second of all, when you pull the money out, they're taxable. So when you think about that, you might potentially be deferring a tax that might be lower now to end up paying a higher tax later, depending on your, your specific scenario. So we want to be cautious about that to not just think about tax deductions today, but uh, being tax efficient today and also down the road. Are there any uh, any questions so far? I'm just going to pause real quickly and <clears throat> yeah, um, I have a not maybe not any questions yet, um, but a couple comments. Um, number one, when they first brought this up at, uh, I think it's Destiny or UPW, and they talk about the different um, unnecessary taxes, you know, and the the scenarios that they use is like a bucket compared to a leaky bucket to compared to a, a really leaky bucket. Uh, so maybe um, mention how that is and, and, you know, some of the techniques that, like, the rich people kind of know about and, and they use to save in order to avoid some of these tax liabilities. And I guess one thing I want to say before you do that is just the effects of compound interest. Um, the analogy that they use a lot at, um, at some of these Tony Robbins classes is like uh, playing golf. And if you played golf with a buddy, right, and you're like, hey, well, let's make this interesting. Let's, let's bet um, – a dime on every hole, and uh, every hole, like, will we'll double the bet. 
So the first hole is only a dime. Second hole will bet a, a twenty cents. Third hole will bet forty cents. So this this is just an example of how compounding interest works. And so the, at that rate of return, which is what fifty percent per hole, it, it keeps getting or doubling every time. Um, at at the fourth hole, you're only betting eighty cents. At the uh, sixth hole, it's three dollars and twenty cents. At the ninth hole, you're betting up to $25.60. So this initial bet that was just a dime on the first hole, now has gotten pretty significant. And you might have been able to afford this game at a dime, but now that we're up to, you know, uh, $30 or so on the ninth hole, that now it's getting pretty expensive. By the uh, 11th hole, it's $100 per hole. By the 13th hole, it's $400. By the 15th hole, it's $1,638. And on the 18th hole you're betting $13,107. So this is just an example of compounding interest. And and the reason this is important is you'll never get to those numbers at the 18th hole if you don't start betting on the first, second, and third hole. And the most important thing in investing is just getting started. So, again, it's not about investing thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars right now. Um, I mean, if that's where you're at, if you're a Jeff Armbruster and you can afford to do that, that's one thing. But really, it's just about setting the healthy habits right now. And again, if that's 10, 20, 30, $100 a month, we just want to get started and let this compounding interest start working for us. So I just wanted to give that as kind of like a little motivational factor. Um, but also, Justin, like I say, if you can touch upon the uh, the different tax burdens and, and show how... Um, the difference between an IRA and a, and a Roth IRA and some of the ideas about that. Sure, sure. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, time, time value of money is, uh, has been called in our, in our business the eighth wonder of the world. Um, it's really it's amazing what, what a dollar can become when, when you give it some time to grow and, and develop. Uh, so that, that's a huge advantage to go along with the concept of what, what you just said and, and starting wherever you are. I, I run into a lot of people sometimes that are intimidated by the the investing world or, or saving money because they think they need to save large dollar amounts for it to be worth it. And uh, this the example you just gave, the golf analogy, I think is a perfect example of how you can start with a very small dollar amount and, and it does turn into large dollar amounts. So that, that really does work to our, our advantage for those that take action. Um, now, on the flip side, the negative of compounding can sometimes work against us when it comes to taxation. So that's, that's where I think sometimes we miss, the, we miss the boat when planning for taxation. As taxation increases potentially over the years, um, Obviously, for sure, but it, it is possible that it could increase. And so many people will say that it makes more sense to pay tax now. And I think that's what you're getting at, Jason, when you're asking about IRAs versus Roth or other vehicles that are out there, that sometimes it makes sense to pay the tax now and not take a deduction now so that you can pull income out tax-free uh, later on. Is that where you were going with that, Jason? Right. And the theory that I've been given is that if you think the taxes are lower now than they will be then when you retire, it makes sense to 
pay your taxes up front. If you think that your taxes are going to be more expensive in the future than they are now, um, then it makes sense. I, I might get confused. If the taxes are cheaper now, pay the taxes now. If the taxes are going to be cheaper later, pay it later. So why would the taxes change? Well, there's two reasons. Number one is the, the state of the economy. With things going the way that they are now, our taxes are going to keep rising to cover baby boomers and, and other generations and all the um, government spending that our government is currently doing. The other reason is your income will change. So if you're earning like less than, what, $100,000 now, you might be in a 10% ta tax bracket. But if Beachbody keeps going the way that we think it is and we're all millionaires, now your tax bracket could go up to like 30 or 40%. So if you're at a 30% tax rate in the future, does it make sense to um, have to pay those, the taxes then? Or would it have been better to pay it when it was only 10%? And so these are just a couple of things that we want to talk about and why some of the um, solutions that Justin has are, are, are way better for us than traditional 401k or, or just um, you know, a bank account. Yeah, that's that's a that's a great point. Taxes taxes are probably one of the most overlooked uh, things when it comes to to our business as far as investing and, and saving money for the future. Um, they can really sneak up on you if you think about say say you save a million dollars in your 401k and and you get your statement in the mail and you feel good when you say okay it's a million dollars in there until you realize that the tax bracket today is 30 percent or you know, hopefully it doesn't get to this point, but down the road where it's predicted to go, you know, what if that was 60%, which which is definitely not uh, impossible based on what we've seen historically. Uh, we're actually at an all-time, we're very close to a low as far as taxation goes in the history of of the U.S. So the timing, even though many people feel they're paying a lot in taxes, it's all relative. Uh, but if we would, were to go back, you know, one generation, it was common to see taxation around 50, 60 percent. And if you can imagine earning a dollar and you only get to keep 50 cents of that, um, and it, it, with the state of the economy the way it is, uh, really, they do need to generate revenue from somewhere, and, and taxes are, are usually an easy place to target. And we see that starting actually next year where some tax cuts are, uh, expiring uh, starting next year, so uh, we're going to start to see that uh, beginning already, which which definitely plays into that argument that maybe we want to pay some of the tax now and and at least diversify. We we believe in diversification from a from a tax standpoint as well as an investment standpoint. Most people when they think about diversification. Uh, they just think about from a risk standpoint of, oh, I want some stocks, I want some bonds, some savings accounts. But the diversification most people forget is, uh, is taxation. So, you know, with, with that said, um, as far as some of the strategies that, that you can use, I mean, there's so many things out there. There's, there's 401Ks, there's IRAs, there's stocks, there's mutual funds. Um, there's using you know insurance overfunded insurance accounts to build safe dollars there's you know CDs the, the options are really limitless so what it really is is just taking a look at your your own financial picture and this is something that we help you with uh, looking at and, and setting goals 
and and just starting somewhere and saying, okay, I I, I see the roadmap of where I want to get to. How do I start taking steps to do that? And you know, it's very much similar to building a you know your beach body business or or any anything else that you do, where you have to begin with the end in mind. You have to decide and say, well, this is this is where I want to go. And then you work backwards and, and say, well, here are the steps that we need to take to get there. And really looking at everything comprehensively from a tax standpoint, from an investment standpoint, a risk standpoint is, is key to do. Any, uh, any questions right now? How are we doing on, on time? Um, it's like 10 after 7, and I'd like to have at least, you know, kind of 10, 15 minutes for questions at the end. Uh, Jeff says he's got some other stuff that he wants to talk about as well. So, um, yeah, maybe like 5, 10 minutes to kind of wrap it up. Uh, if there's questions, the, the key to this is, is folks, is like um, when you're thinking about saving money, right, that's not the most sexy thing in the world to think about, right? I'd rather go out and think about buying a fast car or buying a house and stuff. But it's just like if we don't give any planning to these things, like it just doesn't get done. And so this illusion that we have of, you know, becoming rich or financial independence, like it's it's really just a it's really just a dream unless you sit down and take the individual steps to do it. Um, I don't I want you to decide, Justin, uh, probably what the best use of the time is. But um, even if we don't talk amounts, like one of the things I think it might be um, beneficial to do is talk about like ratios for like the way that I'm investing just to give people a feel for, um, you know, maybe what some of the ratios should be. Sure. You know, the, the way that you determine the ratios really comes into your own situation. So this is really just thinking about what's comfortable. But where a lot of people need to look is – just to put it in perspective, if we were to think about uh, people that were uh, in the baby boom generation, for example, people in that generation were raised where if you saved 10% uh, of your income, you would probably be able to retire okay. Uh, the generation before that was very heavily reliant on pensions with their companies, and pensions most people are aware are, are going away uh, and are very much not as common as they used to be. So that generation actually really didn't need to save a whole lot of money at all. Uh, and they could retire just fine working at their company for 30 or 40 years and retiring on their pension. So the baby boom generation following that started losing pensions. So now they had to start saving, you know, 10% or so of their income. Well, the generations following that really are just going to have a bigger mountain to climb, uh, one with taxation potentially going up, but also with the state of the economy and where Social Security is. Many, many people uh, are very concerned about Social Security, and it, and it very well might not be there for many people. So uh, I think that the ratios of how you decide what to save, you've got to take that into account of where we're going. I've worked with you know clients that were – uh, say 40 years old that said, well, my, my parents told me to save 10%. Well, that, that worked for the parents, but that might not work anymore for the 40-year-old. Um, yeah. If there's a 25-year-old, it might even need to be a step beyond that because the, the chances of the 
somebody 40 or 50 having Social Security is much greater than a 25 or 30-year-old having Social Security. So those are all things that we really need to take into account, and we can't always rely on the advice that our elders have, have given us because it just the world has changed so much. So, you know, if that gives you a little bit of idea on the ratios, but then you want to take it a step further than that. So once you have, once you pick a percentage of your income and say you, you start wherever it is, it doesn't matter. If it's 2% or 10% or 20%, whatever you can do is where you should start. But then you want to take whatever you pick, say you choose 10% to start, and you want to divide that up between that security bucket that girl's bucket and that dream bucket. So it's always being allocated into all three buckets. We can't neglect any of the buckets or we could potentially be setting ourselves up for failure. So hopefully that, that gives you just a little bit of a, an idea of how to start you know, putting this together. And uh, you know, obviously if anybody wants to talk about this in more detail and how it would apply to them specifically, we're, we're always glad to help. Um, but as far as you know, going over uh, this, I, I think that hopefully that gives you a, a, at least some background information and gets you thinking of you know, how you can start creating that financial independence for yourself and taking control of the future. Because uh, it, it really doesn't look like our, you know, many of the, the companies and the Social Security and all those things are going to be around for, for a lot of people. Yeah, it's definitely not. Um... And the information that I have, I've been to um, the Wealth Mastery, and, and Justin has not yet. I mean, he knows about all this stuff because that's his career. Um, but one of the allocation methods that they gave us at Wealth Mastery really goes by age. You know, so if you're under 45, then you can tend to be a little bit more aggressive. You know, so you might be investing 30% of your money in that dream fund um, if you're over 45 and, and nearing your retirement age, now that dream fund becomes less and the majority of your, your income, you know, as much as 50%, 60% just goes into the security bucket. Um, and then when you get over 55, you know, then like basically 70% is all in the security bucket. So um, I think a good, a good uh, thing to go by would just be kind of one thirds as long as you're under 45 or so. And then when you start pushing it, um, pushing the age up a little bit, then you, you want to become um, less risky. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So okay, I, well, go ahead. All I was going to say is um, if, we, if you want to pause for questions, I can, I can take any questions there are out there. Yeah, that works. Does any questions come up? Maybe uh, while we're waiting for questions, you can touch upon some of the names that you've actually met, like uh, at Whistler, um, some of the the folks that were there to give us, um, well, you, I guess, because I wasn't in Whistler, um, some financial advice and, and, and planning about what's going to happen in the futures. Sure, sure. The um, the advice that we were really given was was, I will say, somewhat, you know, pessimistic on the, on the short-term future, but long-term optimistic. Kind of one of those things where, uh, you know, the U.S. has always figured it out. We've always come out of 
uh, tough times and prospered, and they have no reason to think that that won't happen. Uh, but they were somewhat pessimistic in the short term, which, uh, you know, saying that we we might see things get worse before before they get better, and and that wouldn't surprise me. I'm I'm not saying that's my prediction, but it, it definitely wouldn't surprise me if that if that happened. Um, but you know, some of the the specific people that we had, we had some of the top hedge fund tra traders we have access to, uh, some of the top hedge fund traders in the in the world. Um, one guy uh, was there that you know actually just made a, a few uh, billion dollars actually on what what happened in Greece uh, with the debt debt crisis. So there's there's been some just great. Uh, people that we've been able to pick their brains uh, and bring that information back to to our clients. Um, do you want me to? Should I throw some contact information if anyone has questions? You know, if that they think of after the call or anything that they can reach out. Yeah, for sure. You know, one of the reasons of having Justin on is like. When I first looked at this before any Tony Robbins stuff, like I'm just lost, you know, and I, what I guess I had heard, you know, invest 10% of what you make. So I was basically saving that amount, but not even putting it into um, the stock market or anything because I was scared of the stock market, even though I had invested a bunch of money and taking classes for it. So I just had money sitting there not knowing what to do with it. Um, and then through talking to people like Justin and going to these classes, now like, I've actually structured these buckets. So my security bucket is mostly in some of these uh, indexed um, life funds that Justin um, mostly recommends and can represent. My growth bucket, um, which I, again, I try to make about one third of my savings. So if you're saving 10%, you know, one third of that 10% now goes to the growth bucket. And that's basically what I reinvest in my business, right? Because how much money and time are we putting into our business? And if your business isn't something that ultimately is sellable, then it's really just an expensive job. So like long-term for my business, it's either going to be something that, you know, um, someone inherits or like, if you look at my income per week right now, like that's a sellable thing that, you know, how many people on this call wouldn't give me a hundred dollars to have my coaching positions. So, Obviously, I wouldn't sell it for $100, but, you know, how much would you sell it for? And then my um, kind of my dream bucket, um, I've met some other people through some of the other personal development stuff that I have that have some really neat and aggressive opportunities. So I'm investing 10, 20, 30% of my, my investment income in some of these really unique opportunities that have chances to go to like IPO, you know, um, and on the, on the stock market. And when something goes from being a private a private company to on the stock market, there's chances to make 10, 20, 100% times of the investment that you have in it. Um, if you look at what Google did, or I'm sorry, Google and Facebook has done before, like they went public until when they went public, that, that's where some fortunes can be made. So I'm just investing a small amount of my money in there. Um, so if you are interested in just giving some help with these buckets, how much money you can afford to put in. And, you know, I'm not sure if there's any initial and um, minimum investments that you need, Justin, or if you're just basically willing to work with anybody. 
but I would recommend that uh, people do contact you. And the other thing I wanted you to mention is you talked about the fund that I'm currently involved in there and like how like for over a hundred years or something that they've always done positive gains, even in these different uh, stock market downturns. So number one, give your information the best ways to contact you and then talk about that fund a little bit. Sure. The, the fund that, that you're referring to is, is extremely unique there and, and it's not very well known to many uh, advisors because you, we actually have unique access to it, but uh, it's actually paid a dividend for 140 years in a row. Uh, and wow. yes, 100, 140 years in a row. So it's it's been its track record is unsurpassed, and the uh, it, it's really sustained tough economies. If you think about the world wars, you think about September 11th, the market crash of 2008. When you talk about a security bucket, that's the kind of security bucket I, I want to have when you think of that kind of track record that makes it through all those tough times and you start looking at what the dividend has been on uh, on this, it's been uh, just incredible what they've been able to do along with tax advantages. And when you're thinking about that for your safe, secure bucket, um, it's actually outperformed many equities and people that are taking more risk with the money. So. Uh, these strategies are out there. You just have to have access to the people that, that have access to the strategies to know about them. And uh, I think that, that that should be good news for everybody that uh, is fearful of what's going on out there and, and really looking just to start somewhere to know that there are stable companies out there. Um, it's not a, a negative environment out there. Yes, there's there's some bad things going on out there in the financial world, but there's still uh, some companies out there that are doing very well and making their making people uh, money. So that that's uh, that's one piece of the puzzle of what we do, and I, I think it's a very powerful piece for the security bucket. Um, it may or may not fit for everybody involved, but uh, it definitely doesn't hurt to explore if they uh, if anybody is interested in learning more about that or any of the other strategies, um, we can uh, we can do a, a text message, just make it very easy. And I can I can give the phone number. Uh, it's 920-362-8797. If uh, you just send a text message uh, with uh, your name or say information on it, then uh, we can reach out and, and give you any information. And I, I just want to say also there's, there's no obligation to anything. If, if you're just uh, wanting some information to be sent out to you or something very simple, we can do that. Um, so I don't want anyone to feel intimidated that they're engaging in, in anything other than, you know, exploring for more information. So we're glad to help in, in any area we can. You also asked about a minimum. Um, we, there, most firms do have minimums as far as investments go. We do not. Uh, we believe that we provide value and we want to help anybody if you're just starting out or if you're selling a, a multi-million dollar corporation, it, it doesn't make any difference. We will definitely spend the time uh, with you to help you uh, take the steps needed to, to maximize your, your own financial independence.
So with that with that said, if there's any other questions, otherwise we can uh, move on. Awesome. Yeah, I posted your contact information in the union, and it looks like Jeff's already copied it over to Jeff's party. So people have that there. Um, you know, I come from back in Michigan, and I think there's a healthy skepticism, especially when it comes to money and, like, giving money to people to deal with. So I think it's really cool that you say, like, no uh, minimum investments. And I, honestly, I didn't even know that. That's why I asked. Um, when when we set up my stuff, how much time do you think we spent on that phone, like, the first day or two kind of coaxing me into it? Not coaxing, but just been informing me, getting me comfortable with it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it really depends on how advanced your specific situation could be. But it's very common that to get to know you a little bit, to understand how and what might fit. It, it could take a half an hour. It could take 45 minutes to, to begin the process. And then just depending on how many questions and how much detail uh, you want to dive into, we that could take maybe an extra hour or so. But it's once you do that upfront effort of, of putting in the time to learn about the strategies and implementing. Um, the plans that we use are very uh, self-sufficient and they don't require a ton of maintenance. So the time is actually not very extensive that you need to, to invest in this. It's the time we put in on our end, but it doesn't take a lot of time on your end. Right. It's just uh, when we initially did it, like, I'm one of these people that really has to be convinced, <laughs> especially when I'm going to give money to somebody else. Um, and I literally think that Justin spent an hour, if not two hours on the phone. And, you know, I hate doing applications. And literally, like, he asked me all the questions that were necessary and was filling the stuff in for me online. Because when I go to the doctor's office, like, I have to bring a girlfriend or an assistant or somebody to fill out the paperwork because I just won't do it. So to have Justin there and take the time to do that um, was really neat for me. And I, I think, again, um, when it comes to coming from Michigan or wherever people are from here, like just skeptical about this. So um, what is your take in it? Like if I invest a million dollars, how much of that money do you um, yourself make from doing something like that? Or how do you get reimbursed? Because obviously this is your career. You get reimbursed somehow um, sure. just to ease people's worries about that. No, knowing the company and the quality of what you're getting into is so important. And we we provide all of that research material. Um, you know, we can give you websites, we can give you information, uh, so that you you are comfortable because it is so important to know where the dollars are going. And we work all over the country, so there it doesn't matter where you're located. As far as um, fees, that's that's up to the client of how how they. Um, pay for services. We, we actually don't charge by the hour. For the most part, we have uh, some advisors in our group that, that do if people want to do more of a consultant type relationship. But um, other than that, the, the company actually compensates us. Um, so there's sometimes ways that we can set it up so there's not any direct um, bill sent to the client or anything like that. So we, we actually customize everything we do based around what the client is looking for. Um, so it matches whatever uh, they feel fits them best after we, we educate them on all the uh, options. Right. I think the way you explained it to me was that, you know, the company that you work for pays you kind of set salary 
and then based upon like your goals for the year and stuff, you can do additional bonuses. But if I was to bring over a hundred thousand dollars, it's not like you get ten percent of that or anything. Correct. Yeah, and I I just want to say that so people are like, well, you know, what does this guy get out of it, and just can understand that. Um, and when you talk about um, location, Justin is a, a Packers fan, so he's from uh, Wisconsin area. And I don't know if that makes people uh, trust you less or more, but uh, I just figured I'd put that out there. That's where you're at. Of course, sure. you just spent the majority of the last month out here because you were doing a lot of work in this area. Yeah, we have clients um, all over the country. So Awesome. All right, that's pretty much the only thing, everything I have. The only other question that I had was, um, are you familiar with the kind of like the Dave Ramsey savings plan and I know Jeff has been, a, I think, a student of his, and it's worked really well for Barb, and Barb shared that method with me, and it just makes savings automatic. So I'm not sure if you know about that at all. Yeah, yeah. we we actually incorporate a lot of the same, I'll, I'll say similar uh, concepts. There, you know, there's differences between everybody, but um, definitely some similar similarities between us. Yeah, and, the you know, basically what Barb shared with me is that, you know, a certain percentage of all the income you make should be going in different places. So for me, like, you know, like that maybe that's 10% charity and 10% to my financial future and 10% is in 5% maybe is my education and 5% is like a fun um, account, you know. So all I do is every every week where I get a check, it automatically separates into these four or five different buckets. And then when I want to go to a personal development class, or, um, I just look in my education fund and see if there's money there to do it. If there's not, I don't go. If there is, I go. That takes all the guesswork, all the emotion out of it. And when you go back and look at the end of the year, like, wow, your savings plan has accumulated 10% interest, you know, all throughout, or 10% of your income all throughout the year, and then plus whatever interest you get for it. So that's just, you know, one really easy way to do it. I'm not sure if everybody on the call is familiar with that, but um, I would recommend getting into that format. And then once you're in that format, and again, your savings becomes comfortable enough where you feel you have a month or two to live off of in case of a job loss or income loss, then that's when you really want to, you know, get involved in these plans. But call Justin first, even if you have questions about it, and he'll help kind of set this stuff up up for you. So is there any other questions? I know Jeff wanted to talk, and uh, we're approaching the end of the hour here. But if anybody's got some specific questions or general questions for Justin, again, man, his uh, degrees and certifications are out the window. How much schooling did you have to go through to be where you're at now? About eight years. Wow. So, yeah, so yeah basically uh, he could have been a doctor at this point. <laughs> and, and still continuing, but it never ends. <laughs> Yeah, so you've got a lot of resources here on the phone, folks. If there's any questions you've had about this, uh, please speak up. And, Jeff, if you see anything on the board, Sparty or Union or whatever, feel free to uh, reiterate those questions. Yeah, I'm looking right now. I'm not seeing nothing right now. Are there any questions, guys, at all? What's your uh, general feel about the conversation, Jeff? Uh, yeah, I know you're getting to the point where you need to start worrying about some of this stuff. And I know one of your methods uh, <laughs> for savings, and it, it honestly could be a little bit more complicated. 
Yeah, I mean, Justin, for me, you know, Jason and I are a bit different animal in the sense that I'm still doing my day job even though I don't have to with, um, with I, I work for AT&T still. So that's been kind of like the living income. And Jason, what Jason's referring to and cracks him up so often is that every penny that I've made with Beachbody for the last three years, I don't spend until after tax season. Okay. It's basically put it in a little very easily accessible um, account, you know, money market, so I can liquidate it pretty quick. And it's just basically sitting there until after tax season. Now, what he's referring to is I'm obviously going to be in a situation here very soon. I'm in the process of actually um, trying to be let go from AT&T. You won't believe how hard that is. (laughs) 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 I'm trying to make it easy for them, but they're just not biting. But, you know, anyways, at some point in the future, I'm going to be 100% uh, on Beachbody, so I am very interested in this topic. Took a lot of good notes because um, you're probably going to be hearing from me in the essence of I'm going to need to know how to live effectively off the Beachbody income, and I do want to make those investments in the right places. So, you know, down the road, things are just as good as they are right now without that AT&T income. That would be uh, you're doing you're just doing too good of a job for him, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's, it's it's just funny how hard it is to get let go when you want to. So, um, yeah, this has been a really uh, good conversation for me. So that's something you're going to be hearing from me about in the very near future. Great. Glad to help. I really appreciate you guys having me. You bet. Team Sparty, Union, Lightning Strike, is there any questions for Justin before we move on? Justin, thank you for joining us, buddy. Hey, you're welcome. Have Have a great rest of the evening. Anything else? Yeah, thanks so much, Justin. He actually woke up out here in California today, so he's working on like a 14, 16-hour day, just landed back there in uh, Wisconsin, so I'm sure he's ready to hit the hay. Yeah. Are you in Wisconsin right now, Justin? I am, yep. I was in, uh, left L.A. this morning about 6 a.m., so it's been a long day. Yeah, you probably have a few coaches on the call from Wisconsin, so cool. You're in, you're in my neck of the woods. I'm in Michigan. Awesome. I look forward to meeting you. Yeah, real soon. Okay, guys, the, the, the last topic I wanted to talk about tonight, and I'll make it quick um, because most of you at Nauseam have probably heard about this, read about it, or are going to hear about it in the next several days, and that's the, the, I wanted to clarify a couple of things. It's the Team Beachbody Cup. I've had a lot of people message me, um, what is it exactly? In essence, guys, it's the same thing as... We know all about the cup. The cup now lives out here in Los Angeles, <laughs> California. Yeah, I was actually pulling for L.A. for you, Jason. Just so you <laughs> possibly yeah, go, go Stars. Yeah, there you go. Um, the Team Beachbody Cup, not to be confused with the Stanley Cup, is the new name for the Success Club Team Challenge, guys. You all know what this is. You know, I really consider everybody who joins these calls on a weekly basis or listens to these calls on a weekly basis to be leaders, and leaders know about what's going on. So you guys know what the Team Beachbody Challenge is. They're just changing the name of it. For the most part, the rules are the same. You know, you know, you, you're still going to be with four other coaches, hopefully from your own downline, from your team. It's a great way for you to, to put together teams from your, you know, your organization and really help them advance their business. The, the standard rule applies, you know, one diamond coach per team, one diamond or higher, and then the rest can be made up from anything lower than a diamond rank. Guys, the goal in this is to see your team, to see your business advance. It's not to 
compete against other teams. It's not a compete against each other. I mean, that is obviously going to happen within it, but that should be fun. Don't look at this as if you don't beat another team, you didn't win, because the reality of it is when you compete and when you, and I hope everybody does participate, you know, in the Team Beachbody Cup, when you're on a team, you're basically building your business, and you're building the business downline and your upline, and everybody's kind of working together to, to move things forward. You know, I, I, um, I'm looking, you know, obviously right now for a couple other members because what's cool about the team that I was on in, in February is that three of the um, five people on our team, not including me, you know, three of the other remaining four cannot be on my team this time because they all rank advanced to diamond. That's the goal of it, cool. And I feel really cool that, you know, this thing helped them get to that point at least a little bit. You know, we were all kind of mini-competitive within our own, you know, five-person team here, and that ended up being a godsend because three of these five people rank advanced to diamond. Ironically, one of them asked if we were going to keep our team together, and, you know, we can't do it because they're diamond right now, and it's like kind of like taking them and pushing them out of the nest and saying it's time to go get your own five-person team now and do the same thing. So, guys, please be thinking about it now. Registration is open now. And the, uh, the deadline to register is the last day of the month as this thing starts on July 1st. You have the greater part of the next two, two and a half weeks here to register for this. And it's very, very important, and I think, to all of your businesses that you get your own five-person team together and then obviously rally your own troops to get their own four um, additional members you know, for, for those people to, to get going as well. So the Team Beachbody Cup starts. Start thinking about it now. Think about who you want to ask on your team and get things going on it, guys. There's some cool prizes, just like last time, as well as some top ten prizes that they're going to be giving out, including the Team Beachbody Cup. Um, is there any questions at all on the on the Team Beachbody Cup? Is everybody on the call going to participate? Yeah. Um, yeah, the competition is cool. Getting your name on this cup that's going to last forever is really neat. Just like the Stanley Cup, they put the team name um, on there, and they'll wrap it around and around with all the different teams. So to be the first one would be really cool. And it's really neat that, like Jeff is saying, like all the people that were on his last, last uh, team you know, now are diamonds and aren't even eligible to be on his team anymore, so they're going to go start their own. My question was, uh, is that last guy that didn't make diamond yet, is he going to be on your team again, Jeff? I'm going to definitely try to, to kick him in the butt, uh, actually her, and and get that one person to diamond. But um, uh, they came close. It just didn't quite make it. But the truth is, is that, folks, the competition is fun and the prizes are cool. But the people that are leading the company are the ones that do these teams the best, like starting with Lindsey Matway and, and Tommy Migrant. Like, Tommy sets up 10 or 20 teams all within his uh, swarm group, and he has Legacy and then Team 1 and Team 2 and Team 3 and Team 4. And the same thing with Matt Way. And, and like, uh, Jay Jorgensen's girlfriend now is out here. So we see a lot of the techniques that uh, the bombshells are using, and that's what they do. They have all these little challenges that um, just equal people going over. And just in just one group alone, you know, now he's got four leaders that came out of just working with these guys for a month or two. So by you working with four people in your team and then teaching them your tricks, like, that's how your team grows big over time. Yep. 
You know, my, my team finished number 14, guys, amongst all the teams in there. I was pretty proud of that. You know, we just missed the top 10. And it kind of whets the appetite to kind of want to go a little bit better. So, you know, I am a competitive person, but I also understand that this is more about the team development. So I'm encouraging you guys to please, please, please participate if you didn't last time. You know, go on Facebook, go on the Team Sparty page. I want to see some conversations, people looking for members. Find your four others, you know, and, and let's do this. Obviously, it really bodes well if you take the reins and find four people on your team because obviously that's the goal is to see your coaches move their business forward. You know, we do see people kind of come together from other teams just because there's not enough, you know, and that's cool. But it obviously the, the best way to do it is to try to find people within your own organization to do it because the, the goal in this is to see you and your team really start to see some momentum. So the Team Beachbody Cup, you're going to see this thing talked about if you're going to uh, the summit here next week at Nauseam, and you're going to see it the whole week after. Um, they're going to be having every... Monday on the National Coach Call starting in July. They're going to be having a topic related to the Team Beachbody Cup, some type of leadership topic, just like they did with the previous Team Beachbody Challenge. They, they used to do it on a Friday, like a separate call. They're trying to condense those uh, calls now into just doing it on the National Coach, National Coach Call for a portion of it. And I was actually asked to speak on one of those eight teachings in late August with Mike Ryan. So, you know, guys, it's, it's going to be a, a fun two months. So make sure you're getting together, finding four people, and let's do this. I don't have anything else, guys. We uh, managed to keep it just a five minutes over. Any questions about the Team Beachbody Cup? Any questions about Summit or anything in general for Jason or I? Got a quiet yeah, group. If you're a if you're diamond, pick out four PSs that you want to work with, that you want to grow, that you want to be awesome on your team. And if you work with them a couple of months, now they're diamond. Now you you just became a star diamond. Yeah. Um, and then any diamonds that are already in team, obviously they can't be in your group because you're diamond. But look within their downline and, and pick out um a couple of people that they should be working with, and and now you can help other people on your team become star diamonds. So. Yeah, I'd really love to see, um, you know, 20, 30, 50 teams come out of our organizations. For sure. And, guys, you know, some byproducts of doing this, this Team Beachbody Cup is going to be making Success Club every month. It's going to be going on that Disney trip. It's going to be getting those Success Club and coach leads. It's going to be all that stuff. All that happens from doing things like this. Heck, you could probably qualify for that Disney trip just in these two months alone. Cool. So I'm going to challenge my diamond leaders and star diamond leaders with what Puck just said. Go out and find four PSs that you want to turn into diamonds, and look what's going to happen. If you're one star now and get these four other people to diamond, you're all of a sudden five star. Yeah, yeah. So anything else, Jason? I'm good. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody at Summit. Um, make sure we get those uh, text messages, things going good, so that we can keep track of everybody at Summit and do a team picture and all that kind of stuff again. Oh, that's um, a great, great point, Jason. Um, I think you. I think I added you to it, Jason. I created a Facebook group for everybody going to Summit. That whole group's sole purpose is just to communicate while at Summit to go along with Jason's puck dates. 
I'm going to post the puck dates information into that group and ask that everybody in there subscribe to it so you can get double hammered with updates at Summit and where we're going to meet pictures, anything. That group is going to be vital, and you guys knowing where we're all going to be and when for any type of crew picture, maybe all going out to eat. Jason, there's, uh, I think I counted like 110 people in that communication group just from our team alone, our teams alone that are going. That's awesome, yeah. And I, I'm, before you send out the info on puck dates, let me look, and I might be able to create like a specific one just for Summit, and that way like everybody has the ability to write to it, and it'll be fun and cool. Cool, yeah, do that. When you, if you figure it out, just post it in our team pages, and I'll put that over in the Summit Communication Channel. Okay, awesome. Okay, guys, everybody have a good night. Just a reminder, because Jason and I and most of everybody on this call, because I know you're going to Summit, will be in Las Vegas next week, and it's going to be the five-year birthday party and everything going on that night. We will not have a call next Thursday. Jason and I may get, come together in a hotel room and record a message for everybody to listen into and dial in. Maybe we'll give a little update on what we've seen so far from Summit. and might put something together, but there will be no live call next week. We won't come again, come back again until somebody got a calendar in front of them, spit off the Thursday after. I think that's the, uh, the 27th, is it, 20, or 28th? 28th. 28th. So June 28th will be the next live call, and we will do a Summit wrap-up and have something great for you guys. So we'll talk to everybody then. All right, thanks. Yep, good night, guys.